BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Worst Year Ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 I'm Cody Johnston. My name's Katie Stoll. And I'm Robert Evans. And in case you guys didn't hear that, this is going to be the worst year ever because Cody is continuing to do his time machine noises. It, uh, it, and they are... Grotesque. I was told that there yeah. were some mixed reviews and uh, didn't go over well with some people. And yeah. uh, now... Doubling down. That's where we are. This is your fault, you guys. You know, You've encouraged Cody, him. Cody, I, I forgave O.J. Simpson when he came back on Twitter with that series of charming videos, mm-hmm. but I can't forgive this. Interesting. In- interesting yeah. um, Your forgiveness mechanism you have. Wait, so when he posted <laughs> when he posted the video saying, like, I got a lot of, what did he say, like, I got a lot of uh, scores to settle or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> that that <laughs> garnered your forgiveness? Well, when, when, I, when I was a child and I would do something wrong or when, you know, my parents would do something wrong, I was raised to believe that when you apologize, you pose uh, with a set of golf clubs on a golf course and talk about all the scores you have to settle. Mm-hmm. And that is the truest way to express contrition. So I can only assume <laughs> that O.J. Simpson meant uh, to express his deep sorrow over his past actions. And, uh, yeah. I okay. Think that's perfectly okay. Fair. Well, then I apologize for the time travel noise, and I you know promise I to get revenge on you by it doing it over work. and you're over and over again. A, you're not posed yeah, on I don't, a golf course. I don't believe it without the golf course. We can edit this out, but can I read it? <laughs> it's really funny. The review says that time machine noise was all it took. Back to Rachel Maddow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, you know what? Cool. If that's all it we took, We can edit that then. part out, Daniel, by the way. Oh, no, no. I say we leave it in. The world needs to know. Mm-hmm. That, I'm, I'm de-radicalizing people with my time machine noises. I'm imagining that person was like on their way to bomb a bank 
with like a mask on and stuff, and then they heard your time machine noises and said, "You know what? I'm going Joe." <laughs> <laughs> right? We gotta That's get it. rid. Of, we gotta get rid of Trump. Turns out I'm a moderate. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, today, guys, we're gathered here to discuss not Joe Biden, not Rachel Maddow, not Time Machine voices, mm. but Andrew Yang, the mm. meme king, the unabashed lover of SNL. Mm. He loves SNL. Does he? Well, he was tweeting about how much he liked this last week's episode or oh. something like that. And, you know, he wanted to sit down with Shane Gillis. Right, after right, that right, whole right, thing. right. I don't know, guys. I, this is going to be a different kind of episode because Andrew Yang... <laughs> Has never been a politician, uh, so there's we're we're going to be digging in. Right, there's not a lot of like record in there's terms not a lot of, of like. Oh, to he go thought into. this. He did this. We're going to talk about yeah. his life, his career. Uh, are you ready for this? I am so ready. You seem pumped. Uh, Everyone seems pumped. I'm I'm, I'm going to need to take the energy down a level. I'm ready. Okay, okay. Let me try this again, Katie. I am I am so into Andrew Yang. That whenever I read studies on the efficacy of universal basic income, the crotch of my pants explodes. Okay. Oh, God. That's yeah. the kind of setup I, I like to hear. On? We are so Good. on. We are on fire right now. Yeah, like his crotch. Jeez. <laughs> like yeah, your like crotch. my crotch when I even think about Andrew Yang's policy statements. You just, this is going to be a very uncomfortable episode for you then. <laughs> yeah, or, I we're going to know. I can't wear corduroy anymore. Too many third degree burns. Mm-hmm. Just take off your pants now, then. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I'm pantsless because of Andrew Yang, which is, <laughs> interestingly enough, his new slogan going into 2020. He doesn't need any more memes, but he's <laughs> got do. one. Yeah, that'll, that'll, do. that'll do, pig. That'll do. Andrew Yang, leader of the Yang Gang, self described serial entrepreneur was born in Schenectady, New York, to Taiwanese immigrants in 1975. Growing up, Yang was bullied for his race. That sucks. Uh, Both of his parents went to grad school at Berkeley, and Yang attended Brown as an undergrad before getting his law degree from Columbia in 1999. Uh, He quickly got a job as a corporate attorney at Davis Polk & Wardwell, which is an international law firm in New York City, but that did not last long. Uh, Apparently, he left after only five months uh, because he did not feel that was the right path for him. It's right. interesting. That's a real quick, after putting in all that time and money and then immediately being on know. it. And that's fine. That's fine. I kind of respect that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We, like, it's hard, especially when you've put in, like, it's hard to quit a job, but like when you've when you've really put the time in on the back end and you realize, like, oh, shit, I hate this. Like, no, I, good yeah. for him. Right. I mean, like, I, I, I say it's interesting, but you're right. It, it's also, like, who wants to be a corporate attorney? Yeah. Um, a lot of people, yeah, even, like, I've got friends who, like, went to law school because they were, like, told they sh- should, or, like, there was a lot of pressure. Right. Like, all right, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go to law school. And now they don't do anything with it because yeah. they're like, eh, I don't care for it. So after leaving <clears throat> his law job, uh, he started a nonprofit called Star Giving, which was a website which connected people to celebrity charities, making small donations each time a visitor clicked a button. Uh, the site would enter visitors into raffles to meet uh, – Early 2000s stars like Mike Magic Johnson and Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, but despite the draw of those magnetic personalities, uh, the company only lasted a couple years. Uh, before... I mean, Hootie in two th- like 2000, that's, that's towards the end of there. Uh, yeah, that's, they were all that. Well, that's like on the edge. I, 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 there's a correlation here to why his company didn't last. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's just the dot-com bubble bursting. Probably not. So that's that. what they would point to. I think it's, it's Hootie... Blew all his fish. Um, oh my god! <laughs> hey, yes. 
That's the the late two thousands reboot of Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie <laughs> blew all of Hootie his fish. All of <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, after that, he briefly sold Cutco knives uh, to make ends meet. Before <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that would get a little. Should we should we give our listeners a heads up as to what I'm going to guess? About fifty percent of them have gotten slightly conned by Cutco in the past. I'm guessing fifty percent are saying, "Why did Robert just burst out laughing?" Do you want to give us some background on Cutco? Do you have like a personal relationship yeah. with Cutco knives? I have a little bit of one. I have a little bit of one. When I was fuck at eighteen, nineteen years old and looking for a job, um, I saw an ad up in my college for a $15 an hour, which was a pretty good wage back yeah. in the uh, you know, 2007, sure, 8, yeah. um job as a, uh, it's, it, I think it advertised it as like working as a secretary for a Cutco Knives um, oh, okay. endeavor. And I had to like come to, they wanted me to come to this orientation seminar to see if I could, and I called them and stuff and they're like, oh yeah, you sound perfect for the job. Come to this orientation seminar and like, we'll get everything started. And so I was like really excited because uh, I needed money. And I like told my dad and he like looked at it and said, do you know what Cutco knives are? And I was like, no. And he says, okay, well, it's a pyramid scheme based Ooh. around selling kitchen knives for way too much money Mm -hmm. and there's no job for you they're going to try to get you to buy a bunch of kitchen knives (laughs) yeah and then i looked it up online and i found like dozens and dozens and more than that of like people's reports it is like they they get you into a room and they try to sell you a bunch of overpriced knives that you can go do knife demonstrations about how good (laughs) well see that might have been a good job for you though robert you love knives. No, because they're bad knives. I'm... I would love to sell good knives. When, <laughs> when I get tired of being uh, heartbroken that my friends in Syria are being betrayed uh, by the U.S. government, um, I will absolutely sell uh, quality handmade knives to people by hacking through pieces of wood and old steak gristle. That sounds like a, a great way to spend my life. Feels like but a good... Cutco knives are bad. <laughs> it feels like a good time to put out there to anybody that's selling ni- nice knives that we're looking for knife sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, we are looking for a knife sponsor. CRKT, uh, Gerber, hit us up, you know. Worst year cleaver. Okay. Worst year okay. cleaver. Right. Uh, um, that I guy, know, Terrence, anyway. who uh, sharpens okay. pieces of metal on the side of a trash can <laughs> in my the alley near my house. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're taking all comers. All right. Uh, after his brief stint as a Cutco knife salesman, uh, he became a part-time tutor for Manhattan Prep, a tutoring company in New York. Uh, he eventually began tutoring full-time and actually writing college, the questions for the the tests uh, and was appointed CEO in 2006 after the CEO left. Um, the company's hook was that it paid tutors $100 an hour, which is like four times the market rate. And they were very selective about which tutors they accepted. Um, but then in 2008, when the recession was peaking, Yang started to get worried that his company would be hit hard. But it turned out the opposite was true. Uh, with the loss of all these jobs, uh, they actually saw a dramatic spike, both in people going back to business school and enrolling in GMAT courses, as well as tutors looking for empo- employment. And the company became very profitable uh, very quickly. Um, and it seems that he was a very affable and likable boss. I included this little quote to give some perspective. Uh, quote, after joining the company, Yang's former employees say they found a chill startup vibe and a boss with a whimsical presence in the <laughs> office. Yang constantly sang musical narrations of what he was doing, like sending oh, emails. No. <laughs> and would, oh, no. And would s- strike a gong on Friday evenings to tell everyone to go home. Uh, that's from Slate. So um, he's, just, he's just Michael Scott. He's but a like, little bit Michael Scott. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. People liked that? People seemed to like it, I, I guess. Or they just noted it. <laughs> I don't know. Right. It's hard to read. Like, it could be like, oh, after, 
It's like, oh, yeah, they found, like, a chill startup vibe and a boss with, like, a whimsical presence in the office. <laughs> He'd hit a gong every, like, the tone can shift sure. the meaning of their, like. I, I, I chose to read it as uh, yeah, you know, positive. Yeah, but, you know, a little insight into the kind of boss that he is. Um, interestingly, uh, Yang ha- does have mixed feelings about standardized testing. That's probably because of his time in the standardized test world. Um, but he believes that it contributes to the myth of meritocracy. Yeah. He criticizes it in his book, The War on Normal People. Most of success today is about how good you are at certain tests and what kind of family background you have. Intellect as narrowly defined by academics and test scores is now the proxy for human worth. Yeah, I agree with him. Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's right on the money with that one. Yeah, he also yeah. told Slate that the fact that so many kids have their ambitions shaped by their performance on these tests is unfortunate. Right. Oh, yeah. It sticks with you. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm on board with all that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Manhattan Prep was sold to Kaplan, the t- tutoring behemoth, in 2009, which earned Yang millions of dollars. Uh, he went on the Freakonomics podcast earlier this year after, you know, running for office and said that we were acquired for low tens of millions. So I walked away with some number in the millions. Um, And I'm bringing that up because obviously that was probably a very exciting sale for him and it made him a wealthy man. Uh, But it's very different than the picture that I had of him as like a tech billionaire. I don't know where I got that idea from him, but Mm -hmm. everyone's like, you know, as tech billionaire guy, but you know, he's actually, it's a a much more modest sum than that. Um, and uh, and the story in ge- yeah, like what he's done and like the company yeah. and that's a lot of gongs, Katie. It's a lot of gongs. You buy you, gongs. you could buy a lot more gongs for millions of dollars, <laughs> or you could buy one really, really big nice one. gong. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say a big one, but hmm. or a nice one, sure. I mean, the size doesn't necessarily matter with gongs. It's like the you know oh, the resonance. It, it's the type of metal. I would say a big one resonates. It's the mallet, more, you know. You're right. Size is yeah. not the possibility of him being our first gong president. Really, actually, does make me consider voting for him. Just at the at five o'clock Eastern Standard Time every day. <laughs> every day. Every, know every, that the every office days, in the a presidential gong? Yeah, we could just, we could replace, I don't know, what's one of the states we don't need? Um, Oklahoma with okay. a gong. Uh, like a giant gong. Or no, mm-hmm. it needs to be more central. Kansas. We'll gong <laughs> yeah. Kansas. We'll make Kansas one big gong and we can just ring out the day every night. That sounds lovely. Sorry, Kansas. Yeah. Um, after the sale of Manhattan Prep, Yang briefly worked as a health tech entrepreneur. I couldn't find the name of that uh, company, but that was very brief. Before starting Venture for America in 2011, uh, the company's stated goal is to find the next generation of entrepreneurs by providing a, f- a two-year fellowship to recent college graduates and pairing them with startups. Um, according to their website, quote, fellows learn important startup skills at our month-long training camp, apply for jobs within our vetted company network, and work for two years as full-time salaried employees in one of 14 cities. When fellows are ready to start a company, be it two years after college or 10, VFA has the resources um, to help make that dream a reality. And I actually think that's kind of interesting, Um, an interesting idea. Uh, Circling back to what I was just saying about his money and income, uh, even there, um, he isn't earning it astronomical amount of money. Yeah. In 2016, as CEO, he earned $285,000 uh, when the company's revenue was almost at $7 million. So again, wealthy and successful, but by no means like hoarding his wealth yeah, billionaire. Um, seems like a also um, fair compensation for a CEO of a company of that it, size. It does. Right, it really we're not does. talking um, yeah. like Musk-style tech yeah. billionaire. I, and I know all that just to say, like, seems like a generally... Okay, dude, you know, um, and sure. and 
while he was there at Venture for America, uh, that's when Yang's metamorphosis from regular old entrepreneur to tech-savvy politician started to take root. Uh, it's kind of like his origin story, mm. if you will. Uh, <laughs> while running VFA, Yang traveled across the Midwest and saw the problems that automation has caused. Uh, and he realized that automation was changing how people function in the economy. So he started thinking about the benefits of universal basic income. Now, obviously, UBI is not a, a new idea. There have been experiments with it all over the world. Um, but it certainly is a new concept for many Americans. Uh, and this is kind of the central tenet of his candidacy. He believes that automation will eliminate jobs and make basic income necessary, um, that in economic inequality can be addressed with more entrepreneurship, and that universal basic income will help people to become entrepreneurs. Mm. And we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. <laughs> okay, we're going to okay. circle back because there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. I'm just getting through his backstory first. Um, but then after that, Yang stepped down as CEO of Venture for America in 2017 and filed with the FEC to run for president as a Democrat in 2020. And also unknowingly added his name to our list of people that are helping make this the worst year ever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can't wait. Can't wait. Cool. Uh, yeah, so Yang, the politician, like I mentioned up top, uh, he's different than all of our other candidates because Yang has never held an elected office. He's never even yep. run for office. Yeah, uh, he qualifies. Well, different from every candidate but the president. But the president, <laughs> right, right, sure, right. sure. Yeah. Well, except that at this point he has run and won. Well, also at that point when Trump was running, he had he had run. He had before, run before. Um, not successfully, but. But had, had, had so run. this is this guy's a little different. Yeah. Um, but he qualified for the debates by getting one percent in the polls. He's now at three percent uh, and getting a minimum of sixty five thousand donors. Yang believes that the reason Trump is president is, quote, we automated away four million manufacturing jobs in Michigan, Ohio, Iowa and all the swing states he needed to win. Not sure where he got that four million number. Predictions about how many yeah. jobs will be lost to automation are kind of all over the place. Uh, but a. Uh, 2013 Oxford study suggests that 47% of all U.S. jobs are at risk of being automated in the coming decades. Mm. Um, so that brings us back to universal basic income. Um, Yang's plan uh, is a proposed UBI of $1,000 a month for every American, um, and it's also known as his freedom dividend. So $1,000 a month or $12,000 a year to all U.S. citizens over the age of 18 – uh, his website claims that it will be paid for by a value-added tax of 10% and by consolidating it with existing welfare programs. So basically, people would need to choose between keeping their welfare, their food stamps or what have you, or getting UBI, right. not both. And that's a problem to me. Mm. <laughs> and I know that you have thoughts about that. I do. Well, he's talked about it on Rubin Report specifically, I know, like sort of like – that's kind of the end goal of like get rid of these welfare programs and just have this one thing. Right. My issue with it is a it's called a freedom dividend. Yeah. And I've I I think we need to sort of collectively reevaluate what freedom means to us and how like what is living free? How do you live free? Um and we know that like there are these basic needs that everybody has mm -hmm. to survive. And it's shelter and it's food. Um, community is important. But like the idea that you have this freedom dividend and it's meant to sort of free people up to live in the society where yeah. like jobs are disappearing. Uh, like uh, truck driving is the number one job in America. Yeah. And that will eventually be gone. 
But if you have a thousand dollars a month and you're calling it a freedom dividend and it's for people, it's for everybody, then you need to pair that with you are able to survive on a thousand dollars a month. You can have right. a you can have you can get shelter, you can get food, you can get clean water, you can get all these things if you have a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Right? Like thousand dollars a month as is doesn't really help people, especially if you're taking away there are other benefits. So it, it would so. be helpful to people if they were able to get, like, if we had functioning food stamps, if we had a, like, if we had um, a universal healthcare system, if uh, his right. plan didn't right. involve like kind of the gutting and reduction of like food right. stamps. He and, is for Medicare for all, like though, that. right? Yeah, he is okay. for Medicare okay. for all. He, he he's yeah he's on board with that now, but like it doesn't work just on its own, and it doesn't work if you're also cutting these other social services that people need because like. Um, you know, $1,000 a month isn't nothing. It, it it could significantly help people, but if you're also cutting their access to other benefits, then, like, you're kind of just robbing Peter to pay also Peter. Everybody, yeah. Peter, yeah. Peter, and Peter, yeah. Peter's still fucked. It just doesn't go very far. And then you're getting people, and, and, and he says it's to encourage entrepreneurship. Like, that's what we need in America, <laughs> more entrepreneurship. And, like, I understand the idea of wanting to promote and encourage growth and progress and all of that. But really what that does to me is that it continues to um, uh, exacerbate the income inequality gap. So, like, people that have more money uh, will be getting this 1000 Like, maybe they will have more money to play right. with to encourage entrepreneurship. But people that need money are still – going to be needing to spend that on their food and their basic living expenses. Right, and then two or three weeks go by and they're like, well, that freedom dividend is gone and I still and feel you very did free. the math on the way over here. That comes out to like $6 an hour or if something like that. It's like 40 like hours a week. It's like six twenty-five an hour or something like that. Yeah. Um, which again, it's like, I don't know. If you're giving people $1,000 a month and you're like, now this is good, then make sure that it can it can help people survive yeah. even if they like – if they're on disability or like they have – they just lost their job or they have a medical emergency or something. Well, at least I can pay rent and food right. with this freedom dividend. Right. Um, I think one of the – just one of the like most <laughs> insidious uh, things I think and clever things that the founding fathers did was uh, – Not the, give us a UBI? Well, I know. Well, the phrase uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. The pursuit of happiness was not the original phrasing. It was life, liberty, and property. Hmm. But they were like, ooh, we, ooh, we, yeah, can't, we yeah, can't guarantee property. We're going to yeah. change it to pursuit of happiness, this sort of vague idea. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's. Yeah. And it's just I don't inherit. I don't think that UBI is. I think it's an important conversation. And I'm glad that some that we're having it. I just think this specifically is the wrong plan. And um, and I don't want that to detract from people's acceptance of the idea that we might need to keep having this conversation in the future as this is increasing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of my perspective on, right, on if you're, his yeah. freedom dividend. It's not a terrible idea, but when you're – not using it to screw over people on food stamps or uh, but on disability or if you are, but it does. It's collaterally doing yeah. that. And then uh, Yang made waves in September with a stunt that he did at the Democratic debate when he announced that he will give away a freedom dividend to 10 families, $1,000 a month for a year for each family. Um, the funds are coming from his campaign and will pay out even if Yang does not become president um, or the nominee. Uh, but he's been accused of bribing voters by this, uh, doing something illegal. Mm -hmm. But PolitiFact reached out to the FC, FEC spokesman, spokeswoman, excuse me, 
Judith Ingram. Uh, and they said that it's not covered by the FEC commission rules for the Federal Election Campaign Act. Um, it's kind of a legal gray area, uh, you know, and it's kind of a shaky legal reasoning that they have against him because it can be argued that it's a campaign promotion. Um, but it is definitely a stunt. Yeah, I don't really see it as any different, though, than um, spending money on an advertisement or whatever. Sure. That's essentially what he's doing. That's yeah. what this is for, is to make political ads. Like, I don't... I, yeah, anyone making a big deal about that, like, it seems um, pretty, like, a pretty reasonable thing to do. Now, I don't think it would actually make an argument in favor of UBI. No. Um, because no. W- what I would judge the success or failure of a UBI program on is its ability to help people who are in trouble. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Probably Absolutely. not people reaching out to the Yang Kang ca- campaign for something. Probably not, there, you know, probably not a lot of people who are on disability who uh, are on medicare who are on uh who require food stamps mm-hmm. um like those are the people i'm curious to see like does this really help them Absolutely. does this and there, there's a lot Absolutely. of data that ubi could um help people in those positions but like i don't we're not going to learn anything from this but right. i think it's a reasonably right. intelligent marketing strategy Absolutely i i just you know i call it a stunt i i bring this up to transition after the ad break we're about to take Ooh. uh to talk about the fact that he is a social media savvy candidate. He is using the internet in a different way than other candidates are or have in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of an example of it. But we're going to get to that in a minute because we got to mm. talk about products and services. Because, yeah, who God, doesn't love I am, them? I am so, I mean, when you said uh, social media, uh, that 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 got my pants exploding. You and came? now you've said ads and you my came pants your are pants? double exploding. <laughs> Um, it's, it's more like a no, friction burn, but the, 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 yeah, lots of friction burns. All right. You guys can cut. Wonderful my, friction uh, burns. No joke. This is terrible. <laughs> These ads so, have made Robert products. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. We're back, and I now uh, have headphones on and and am competently recording this podcast again, God willing. We realized you had a TV on in the background. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, it's terrible. It's all fine. You guys maybe won't even notice because Dan was going to edit that out. (laughs) But now that we've mentioned it. But now we've mentioned it, so maybe he doesn't have to. I... I feel like it's important to mention Daniel's sacrifices for this podcast. Thank you, Daniel. Like, like a seventeen-year-old boy from Kentucky going ashore uh, on Omaha Beach on D-Day, nineteen forty-four. Daniel is going to have to scrub the sounds of the TV in the background out <laughs> of my podcast recording. Thank you, Daniel. That's we the comparison you. I was going to make too. Thank you. Yep. Okay, yep. back to how Yang is helping make this the worst year ever. Um, like a 17-year-old boy from Canada. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yang's supporters are known online as the Yang Gang. The Andrew and, Fandrews. Oof, God, that's argu- <laughs> worse. Yeah, None of it works. <laughs> right. but Go Yang, back to the time machine noises. <laughs> Yang Gang. Don't, do don't. Yang Gang in and of itself is enough to make this the worst year ever. I just think it's so dumb. Mm. <laughs> um, At least it rhymes, unlike the Trump train. You know, you're right. I don't That's even just like that coming out of your mouth, Cody. Yeah, it was weird. Andrew Fandrew? No, all of it. <laughs> all right. You just Trump keep doing it. Train. You oh, like, Trump train. It was yeah. weird coming from you. I understand. As I mentioned, it is undeniable that Andrew Yang has done an excellent job harnessing social media to gain traction and appeal to a wide swath of voters. He's made himself into the meme king. Which, again, is a really great skill to have as an entrepreneur. Uh, there's something about it as a, from a presidential candidate that I don't <laughs> love. Um, sometimes his campaign feels gamified, you know, like that corporate term for applying game design to other situations to make them more appealing. And um, Well, it feels that way because it is that way. That's mm-hmm. what he's doing. He comes from the corporate tech world yeah. and he's taking that into this presidential campaign. Um, Surprisingly, his supporters seem to be drawn from all across the political spectrum with crazy memes showing up all over the the internet, especially on Reddit. I've got this one here. Cody, do you want to describe it for us? Oh, yeah. It's um, it's a meme, a bunch of people with swords, you know, meeting the swords in the middle. Uh, One of the people is Bernie Bros, ex-MAGA Bros, Zoomers that are turning 18, and they're all joining swords together to equal the Yang Gang. The Yang Gang. So that's a nice example uh, of mm. the memes floating around. Um, to be fair, there are there are also like a lot of racist anti-Yang memes coming out, and that's sure. very ugly. Um, but he's very good at branding, which is why he's garnered as much support 
as he has. Um, according to the Daily Beast, uh, Yang saw a surge of new supporters after an appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience in February. He's also been on Tucker Carlson's show. Uh, he's even appeared at a Turning Point USA event. Oh. Interesting. Uh, and according to The Verge, white nationalist supporters have begun selectively choosing statements from Yang uh, to support the idea that he wants to just stop the decline of the white race, uh, something that which Yang, the kid of Taiwanese immigrants, grew up being viciously bullied. You know, he, he's emphatically disavowing that support. He says, I denounce and disavow hatred, bigotry, racism, white nationalism, anti-Semitism, and the alt-right in all its many forms, full stop. For anyone with this agenda, we do not want your support. We do not want your votes. You're not welcome in this campaign. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but it is unclear why so many alt-right uh, types are attracted to Yang. Uh, it might come from his focus on automation and the opioid crisis, um, which, you know, can be seen as helping middle America. I can answer that. Yes, no, I Robert, can answer please. That. Um, yeah. They, they talk about it a lot. So there's there's a chunk of the sort of fascist right that like a lot of them were very excited after Trump won and then have kind of been increasingly dejected in the years since when he didn't, you know, kill all the Jews uh, or any of the other things they hoped. Right. That he, he, would he wasn't explicitly uh, doing their, their agenda. Yeah. Um, so they've been, I, I don't know, there's a bunch of different terms they'd use for it, but like some of them have kind of gotten... Uh, come to the understanding like there's no saving the world by their standards which means ending the the white genocide that they think is going on and there's no political solution so the best thing they can do is get a thousand dollars a month uh right. rent a house with some friends and play video games until it all collapses right. like that really is a big chunk of it um is these people who are just like well i might as well get some money right because, uh, right it's not right. quite it's this, not quite like yeah. black pilling but it is in that vein yeah. of just like oh well we didn't do it yeah and, yeah, and that's it's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like okay, so we have this interesting the conversation about UBI and all this stuff, and the, and the people that it's getting the most traction with are the the worst, right. <laughs> the very worst of us. Um, I think it's probably like some slightly related, even of just like because one of his main slogans is "not right, not left, forward." Yeah, and I think to mm. them it's like, all right, well, let's just like <laughs> fuck it all. And do whatever crazy yeah. thing right. to sort of like destabilize stuff and sort of hoping that shaking things up will uh, either lead to that collapse or just, yeah, be, all right, well, we're going to be gamers for a thousand bucks a month from yeah. now on. Yeah. We'll form our own ethno state and it'll be a big house. It was video games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everyone will be white. Uh, other than... Universal basic income. Uh, Yang is for Medicare for all. Like we talked about dealing with climate change. Very vaguely, though. It, it, right. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing when you're looking at it, it. It's a lot of stuff that he's just generally in alignment with liberal policies. But dealing with climate change, it's like rejoining the Paris Climate Agreement. Mm -hmm. But OK, Carbon what else? stuff probably. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, um, and he talks a lot about human centered capitalism. Uh, the basic idea is that the base unit in society should be people and human welfare, not money. Um, but there's nothing more specific. Like, I, I don't know really what that means. Yeah. You know, it's it's I'd like to see, you know. It's just stuff that's like heady, it's, but you're... I mean, I think there, there's a way of looking at UBI where you can be putting people in the center, and there's a way of looking at UBI where you're putting money in the center. And Yang's plan strikes me as putting money in the center, mm -hmm. especially since it's kind of paired with, with cuts to the social programs that people can use right. um, and benefit from. 
Um, so the focus is just that like, oh, these people's problems can be solved with money. And it's like, no, there's actually other resources that we need mm-hmm. that our society does provide, although it doesn't provide enough of them. And like uh, UBI could be part of a reformation of society that puts people at the center. Right. But just giving them the money isn't isn't the answer, yo. Right. right. Like you were saying so earlier, like, OK, kids. but how about access to a plan about affordable housing, a, a plan for right, yes, if you're the, not having mental health mental care, health care yeah. all of it. Health care. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not providing these basic needs, like if you have these basic needs met, then you are more likely to aspire to greater things and like work to, you know, you all right, these needs are taken care of. Now I have these other emotional needs. Now I have these mm-hmm. spiritual needs. And you sort of like build yourself up when he's talking about it. Like he doesn't want to like you said, center money, but one of the solutions is like money. Well, money equals anything. It's not food necessarily. Right. It's not housing necessarily. It's just like, you can spend this money on anything because money is a thing that we made up to, you know, to like yeah. equal anything. Um, so that's, that's why his approach sort of rubs me the wrong way too, yeah. where it's like, but what are we actually doing? If you're saying that you want to focus on human beings, but you're just giving them a thing that can pay for, like, literally anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't speak to what he. What he wants is saying that he yeah. wants it to speak to. Yeah. He's also very vague on foreign policy, which isn't surprising given his literal zero years of experience. Uh, he says that America has made mistakes, but that we've been a positive force in world history, leading to the spread of peace, prosperity, and democracy. Um, That's <laughs> I know. It's just love the peace we spread to Cambodia. It's like yeah. it's like his attempt at being a just diplomatic po- right. political that's, that's yeah. politician speak but it's um, not very good politician speak right it's um, super vague and also it do- I mean it doesn't speak to our current moment at all no it doesn't I mean regarding the border he says that there are issues that need to be fixed to provide security for Americans and equity in our immigration system okay elaborate right <laughs> you know yeah you know and, and as I've, I've said you know he does s- support the obvious liberal policies, LGBTQ rights, abortion rights, campaign finance reform, common sense gun reform, all of that. But then there's other things that just kind of seem silly uh, or not well thought out or just kind of pandering to our social media adult brains. Uh, For example, this one's fun. Making taxes fun. Currently paying taxes is a slog. Let's make it a celebration. That's from his website. Mm. Uh, This is basically like a tax day rebrand, which is okay. That's there's something to that, but there there are added perks of citizens could direct one percent of their taxes to a specific project. I, you know, it's fine, but okay. Uh, modern time banking, which would give you points for doing things like volunteering, working at fairs, even fixing a neighbor's appliance. Uh, oh, that sounds not at all like China's social currency system yeah and then you can exchange those points for prizes i guess like the website suggests trading in your points for tickets to a local ball game or a chance to talk to your elected officials aren't we supposed to be able to talk to them anyway right right (laughs) no you 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 gotta fix you gotta fix seven lawnmowers to talk to (laughs) To your state representative wait what is this what is well that's because that's that's also that speaks to what we've been talking about of like, you're saying that you get like <laughs> human community points for these acts ah. of things, and then for that, the example of the tickets for a baseball game is weird because it's like you get universal basic income, which is money, 
which could buy you baseball tickets. Yeah. Or you can get your human points and then use those to buy baseball it's tickets weird. too. It's weird. Or food. Like, do you get food if you fix a lawnmower? I, you that's just way, a job. In Andrew like, Yang's world, we all get baseball tickets. And right. that's beautiful. It's America's so pastime. beautiful. Good. It's just so interesting. Like, there's elements of it that feel like some weird socialist thing, but also he's very much a capitalist and human-centered capitalism. And, and so it's unclear. It's like he's a, reaching out for the things that a, might appeal to people on like an instinctual, like, oh, that sounds kind of cool way, but it's not substantive. It's not well thought out. Yeah. yeah. And it's still, yeah, it's still, I get what he's trying to go for of like human-centered capitalism. Like that sounds like, oh, well, that's better than the other kind. But yeah. it still seems to center on money, right? It's, yeah, but it's yeah. like still trying to appeal to people that were maybe Bernie supporters while being very different from what Bernie is offering. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, and it's 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 still denying, I think, at a fundamental level, the value that um, social programs aimed at actually helping people can have, like like at, at giving people something besides. Um, that, that aren't treated as a commodity. So mm-hmm. when you have uh, uh, like like state-sponsored daycare, which many nations in the West have for kids, uh, when you have paternity leave for fathers yeah. um, in addition to mm-hmm. maternity leave, which many states – that's not a, a monetizable thing. I guess you could right. say that like, oh, but if you're getting $1,000 a month, you don't have to work. But like that doesn't go super far with a baby. Um, <laughs> having those things, having those things which are not easily um, – Priced having like access to mental health care and stuff that you don't have to budget for because you know people you could again you could say you could spend you know six hundred dollars a month from your thousand dollars a month on seeing a therapist four times a month but how many people are going to do that when they have rent and food bills due right right Um, exactly yeah. It's it's just this. It's not that UBI is a bad idea. I think UBI might be part of a solution to many of the social ills we have. But treating it as the center of the solution, I think, mistakes the center of many of the problems. Yeah, I agree with you yeah. completely. Yeah. To take our yeah. Countries. I mean, you have to yeah. Uh, when you're not pairing it with giving people the things that they need. Yeah. Um, the tax thing sounds nice. Next thing sounds okay. There's one more that uh, Vice yeah. reported about. I mean, there's lots more. This is a, another weird one. Uh, reduce harm to children caused by smartphones. A plan uh, <laughs> by creating a Department of the Attention Economy, which would regulate smartphones, social media, gaming, and chat apps. I don't know, man. Um, that's inter- All this stuff is interesting. It's the kind of thing that like you want – uh, people to be out there talking about like even yeah when- but I don't necessarily need it to be a presidential platform um, but maybe it's good maybe that's good that we have these conversations and we're having you know he's putting forth these things that we're having these conversations but uh yeah, I, I actually don't like I, I don't think Andrew Yang has a real chance of, of winning no. the presidency just looking at his poll numbers. And I don't think he has a very comprehensive attitude for what's needed in the country. I do think it's good that people are talking about UBI, at least some people, as as a thing that might actually work as opposed to just right. um, it, it being a thing I read about in zines that are printed by my friends and handed out at protests. <laughs> right, right. So, right. Um, I'm on board with, with what he's done in regards to that. Um, I just, I hope that we can, uh, arrive at kind of a more 
a, a pro like a, a more realistic way to institute it. Totally. Uh, we're yeah. gonna have to take a quick break for you know products and services mm-hmm. and so on and so forth, and then yeah, um, gotta the, take care of Robert's crotch pants. Uh, yep. But then we're gonna come back and then finish yeah. talking about the Yang Gang, mm, the Andrew Andrews. Welcome to the worst year ever. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Then we're back from those ads. They were great, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Love ads. I know, and I know you, the listeners, love ads too. Yeah, who doesn't? Buy buy up some products and stuff. It's my favorite part of uh, when I'm streaming. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope an ad comes up. I sure hope. I have a commercial break right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, we left off talking about some of his policies. Uh, There's one more policy I wanted to bring up, um, Mm. and that was his policy to closely monitor the mental health Mm. of White House staff. Uh, (laughs) And this is clearly a direct response to our current president. And it does make sense to have mental health support for people that work in a high-stress situation and whatnot. But there's a world where that's a little bit dangerous. I don't know if you're like, you know... What if if it's the wrong pair of hands that are in the white White House mm-hmm. that are you know 
rooting people out? Like, is are people yeah. going to get fired for having anxiety and depression? Right. You know, I, it, it's like it's very easy to pin mental health on people who are just b- bad actors also. Like, and that seems unfair to right blaming it is meant yeah we especially now and obviously the president does this too but like blaming uh terrible behavior on mental illness and then also like blaming yeah blaming mental illness on like a lot of problems we have and sort of conflating things that don't necessarily pair together um and just everyone should have it yeah (laughs) everybody do it for everybody exactly um that would help everybody and even there's a reaction i because he had talked about um Couples counseling, mm-hmm. um, where everyone can have that. Andrew Yang, yeah. yeah. Um, and I know, like, was Megan McCain was freaking out about it. She's like, I, "My marriage is fine. We, if we, <laughs> if we are having trouble, we like get drunk, we go shoot guns in the woods, and or whatever." And um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let the government like make me go to uh, go to couples counseling. And all like all the stuff we're talking about, <sighs> it's so weird because like it's not, it, it's not mandatory. Everything yeah. we're talking about is like, no, you have – if you are a human being in this country, you have access to this thing that benefits you if you do it. Right. If you don't need it, you don't have to do it. Yeah. If you do, you can and it will yeah. help you. It will help all of us. And framing it like it's all these things are mandatory is just so – it's so disingenuous and weird. Right. It- it's it's like me getting pissed off that elementary schools exist because what are they going to make me go? I don't want to go learn how <laughs> exactly. to count to ten. Like it's fuck the, yeah, them for trying to make me like count to ten. Educational destroy the schools, healthcare. burn them down, Cody. Whoa, hey, hey, now, hey. Now I'm I'm I've been radicalized. You got de-radicalized, and now I'm radicalized. I'm an anti-school crusader now. Well, I'll tell this you what. I'll tell roller you coaster. what I can do for you, Robert, real quick to de-radicalize you. No. <laughs> Did I gotta be warned Did so I can work? take out my headphones. Cody, you, know, you are uh, losing us subscribers left and right. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of thinking though, Hillary 2020. Hey. There it is. Uh, yeah, don't, don't there were headlines her. about that. God. People wanting her to run. Um, Every I, day with that. Shit. I think that my takeaway with Andrew Yang, he seems like a nice guy. He's got some good seems ideas. Like a nice guy. Yeah. Um, I, when I, I like that he's glad not he's a talking about billionaire. Him. I'm glad he's talking about him. He seems to have people's best interests at heart. Um, I don't think he's qualified for the job. I don't even think you can point to his history as an entrepreneur to suggest that he is a successful leader. Like he's had companies that didn't work out. He became the CEO of a company that already existed. It coincided with the recession and his company happened to take off and he made a good amount of money from it. And then he created a a tech startup that's doing fine, Mm -hmm. you know, which encapsulates a lot of the ideas that things that he believes. And that's a startup for startups, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean like to encourage entrepreneurship and people to like, you know, innovate and that's cool, but it's not like he's wildly successful leader he he seems again affable, but maybe annoying in the workplace with his gong. He's a, and while he's a, a better giant, skateboarder than Beto. Better sk- is he? Yeah, I did not know that. I've seen I've seen him both. He's better. Okay, well, more confident. I would love to see that mm-hmm. skate off. Yeah, Ooh, so between yeah. the two of them. No, no. Sophie says no, 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 no. Never mind. All right, fine. I would not love to see that. I would love to see that. <laughs> um. And I don't even know if I think I, I would suggest him a, a 
cabinet position, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah, you know, I, uh, I hope, I don't know if I'd suggest a cabinet position either. I like his attitude towards standardized tests. Yes, for sure. I hope somebody sure. with that opinion talks to a president at some point. But uh, I don't think he would be the most, he's certainly not the most qualified person in the country to be the secretary of education. No, um, although apparently that doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, comparably, <laughs> like, I think, I think he'd do, I do mean, splendidly. But if you decide that we're going to, like, try to comprehensively reform our social safety net, I can think of worse people to have a seat at the table. He could be yeah. one person who could, yeah, you know, he's, he's, Contribute. he's him some credit. Yeah, but no, I, I think he's not someone who I think is desperately deserves to be a, have a cabinet position. That does not strike me as a thing. But maybe he will run for other offices after this. So he obviously will have gained a lot of shoot attention. Shoot for mayor, buddy. Shoot yeah, for mayor. Shoot, shoot for mayor. Maybe even governor. governor we don't yeah. care about governors. That's like, fine. fuck it. Why not? Give it a shot. We yeah, had Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He was a fine. Yeah, go become, become the governor of California. You can't do worse than Arnold did. It's like, like it's it's totally reasonable thing to, um, to, to go for. And again, I appreciate that a lot of these conversations are being had. Um, he is yeah. not the worst offender of contributing to the worst year ever, is I guess no. the yeah, main no. takeaway. I, yeah. I don't even know that like I would, I think some a lot of his fans have contributed to yes. it. He, I, don't, I haven't seen him do anything I think is wrong. He's a guy I don't think is the best pick for president with a couple of good ideas and some bad ones saying what he believes and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'd say that he did wrong was suggesting he sit down with Shane Gillis. But <laughs> yeah, that was a bad call. That yeah. was a bad call. That was a bad call. Yeah. But I understand where it came from. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of uh, drive for for the unity. It's the it's it's yeah. uh, an offshoot of his not right, not left, forward mm-hmm. whole thing of just like no, we all can do it together. Um, and that said, Andrew Yang, if you're listening and aren't turned off by this conversation, would love to have a chat with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, you know you can even bring your gong. You can you can bang a gong. Cody can make his horrible time travel noises. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to, together we can give Daniel an aneurysm. Wouldn't that be a nice? We can do it. We can do it. We can do it, yeah. you guys. But only with you, Mister Yang. A daneurysm. A daneurysm. That's so good. Sophie, really is he happy with that? He's doing. I don't want to talk. He he's, looks, he's happy. He's, yeah, he's, he's not, happy. <laughs> just, he's a fanurism of Daniel. Just know that there was head banging and joy and yeah, rock and, on. And a fist raised in celebration. Andrew Yang, he exists <laughs> and is running for president. That's he correct. He never grabbed a. He, you know what I'll say about Andrew Yang? One last positive thing. Yeah. Didn't grab a baby by the dick. And he didn't grab a woman by the pussy. Nope. Wow. He's not we know grabbed, as, as far as I know, has never grabbed anybody. Without consent, yeah. as far as we know. Yeah. And just, that's a great, that's a, the low benchmark we now have yeah, just for sort of people. Like really slipping by that extremely low bar. <laughs> yeah. An ant crawling under a giant. Andrew, consensual grabbing Yang. That's the there nickname we go. that took me 45 yeah. seconds to Very come catchy. Up with. Yet a, he's getting yeah. all sorts of good stuff from us today. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. <laughs> You guys, can I just say that his family is like really cute? Is it? Yeah, look how precious they are. Mm -hmm. They They are are really cute. They're wearing like color coordinated outfits, and like unlike Beto, I'm like, oh, you know, Beto's family photos make me uncomfortable. I would Um, love to sit down and have dinner with him. Yeah, he seems great. There is one other thing I wanted to get to, which is my suspicion that thirty percent or more of why the internet got behind him so far 
Is that Yang Gang rhymes? For sure. For sure. I I, re- I think yeah. that's a lot of it. Like it's a low bar to get somebody to just do that retweet, um, which is a lot of that the the activism you've seen, and I, I think people just think it's funny. Um, yeah, I I agree. It's really it's really catchy. It's, it's catchy. really easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's way better than Bernie bro. Way better. Oh yeah. Nobody nobody wants to identify as a Bernie bro. People want to be on the Trump train, which I don't understand, and they also want to be on the Yang Gang. Yeah. And we don't have uh, uh Bernie doesn't have he never came up with a good uh, a good he's not a nickname guy, Bernie Sanders. He never no. came up with a good pithy nickname for his fans. Neither has Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Um, Sanders Fanders. Oh, Sanders fanders. Cody is not hired for this job. Get on the phone with Bernie. Do Warren. I would love to. Warren's Mm -hmm. quorum. Liz lads, right? The Liz lads? Yeah. Eh. Those those angry misogynist Liz lads in everybody's mentions. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Liz lads. Uh, Uh, That does sound like an insult. mm -hmm. (laughs) This fucking Liz lad. We'll hear that by the end of the year. Um... Quorum shouldn't be in a nickname. <laughs> no, yeah. Warren's Quorum. You're right. It was yeah, bad. It yeah, was bad. That, I was hoping we would nickname. just gloss right over it, but no. You got to bring it back around. Warren's Forum. Warren's Forum. It's Biden? not working. Yeah. Biden baby. I was crappers? gonna say uh. Biden's babies. <laughs> Biden's sweet little babies. Oh no! Keep babies <laughs> away from Joe Biden. Yeah, that's a that's a good solid memorable nickname. <laughs> keep babies away from Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I gotta say, it would be the end of the world, but I would kind of love it if the, the hat-based competition that occurs in 2020 is Make America Great Again versus Keep Babies Away from Joe Biden. Oh, from jo- just Joseph Robinette Jr. Oh, wait, I have one more thing. One more thing that's going to make you take Yang down just a notch. Oh. His answer to oh. MAGA is math. Make America think. Huggin? Here's here's the thing. Oh, about... is he just using two letters? Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is he making an acronym where the last two letters of the acronym are the first yeah. two letters of the I second believe... word? <laughs> I believe that that Andrew. is true. You are clearly a smart man. Is... You know that's not how acronyms oh, work. <laughs> right. That's that's just not how it works. It, 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 it... Does, yeah, no. It, right, it, that's a, really you just make you're I mean, shoehorning it in. All you got to do is say "Make America Think Hard." Yeah, like that's yeah. an acronym. <laughs> that's an acronym. That's at least something, right? It's not good, but it's better. Sophie's okay, really Sophie. making us look at this photo of Andrew Yang just devouring a turkey leg, and I don't like that's it. That's fine. He's going. We to all town. devour turkeys. Not I me. Okay. I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. All Katie, right, turkeys are a vegetable. One sec, I got to come up with a good acronym here. Make America think for the first time. Finally, which is Matt 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 Ford. Catchy. Here's the thing about this. All right, <laughs> and here's the thing about the worst year ever that we're all going to experience. Don't nobody, nobody. No matter who you are, if you're running for president, do not. Do an acronym that plays off of MAGA. Yeah. Just don't do it. Don't no, try to do don't like do it. make America yeah. was already don't. great. Make America think. Make America good. Good back. You know, like whatever it is. Do not do it. We don't like it. Nobody likes it. It doesn't work. It's really cringy. It makes you seem simple and ineffective and yeah, basic. Desperate. It's just basic. Cringy, yeah, basic. Yeah, basic. You're cringy. You're desperate. No MAGA puns. I hate it. 
No MAGA. No MAGA puns. Acronyms. And don't, don't try to do what Trump does just without being a racist piece of shit. Yeah. Like, don't don't just be like, okay, well, they want somebody who's got a catchy acronym and hats with slogans on him, and he yells at people, and he gives people nicknames. Yes. So what if I do that, but I don't hate Mexicans? Is that is that going to get me be president? And I was like, no. D- no. No. We no, don't want no, it. No, no more. No. Those aren't the things that... <laughs> People voted for. Uh, especially the nickname thing. Please don't do yeah. that. And, yeah, don't, it's like, and don't like do the barb back and forth thing with him. Yeah. That's what I keep seeing more and more and more of, of like yeah. the candidates like yeah, yeah, quote yeah. tweeting him and being like, you're a tra-, well, like all that kind of there's stuff. There's something just... people see a spike in numbers when Trump bullies them. Yes. And so yeah. there is a thing where people oh, yeah. start like, I'm going to pick at him and then I'm going to get those likes mm-hmm. and I'm going to get him to give I, me a nickname. I got a nickname, yeah. Stop engaging with that creep. Yeah. In that yeah. way, especially. In that way, like, especially. Um, there are ways to engage with him in ways, obviously, because you're going to have to because you're, you're trying to be the president. So he's not. But don't do it like that, yeah. please. There's there's one way I want people to uh, engage with Trump on Twitter if they're presidential candidates. And I will give my vote to whoever does this first, even if it's Joseph Robinette Biden. And that is slide into the president's DMs <laughs> and send him a picture of your dick. Yes. Okay. Do it. Just oh. just send him your send the president your dick presidential candidates. Well that's, that is what I that Robert is sexist. What should Elizabeth well, Warren? I'm just kidding. Well, what should Elizabeth Warren? Her husband's dick? No, her pussy. Yeah, absolutely. I, any dick. Right? It doesn't have to be your dick. <laughs> just okay, okay, okay. the president's DMs, send him a dick, and I will vote for you. Prove it by posting the exchange on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll vote for you. You'll have my vote, Kamala Harris. You'll have my vote, Biden. You'll have my vote. But Buttigieg is still in? He's still in. Yeah, still yeah. Do it. Yeah. Send the president dick pics, all uh, of you. Be uh, heroes. What's uh, Be Michael, Just Michael, for one Michael, day. Michael Bennett? He's yeah, Bennett, anymore, get your dick he? in there. Here, is he out? Here's he's, a, here's he, a picture what? of my 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 penis, Mr. President. It's too bad. <laughs> he's probably out. I believe he's out. I think because he's out, that's yeah. what a wonderful impression. Can, Thank you. Because I would be happy to vote for him. If he sent if he the president, sends the his president dick. and dick pic. We've got to be more unified, everybody. Here's my dick. Yeah, here's, so here's my dick. All right. This has been real fun. Uh, you can check us out online. Uh, all the social media places, at Worst Year Pod. That's the Instagrams, the Twitters, the what have yous. Eventually, we'll have a website, worstyearever.com. Uh, I love websites. And then we're online, too. You can find us on Twitters. You know what? That's true. With our names. I would search our names and then uh, Twitter. <laughs> They'll probably be linked to this tweet. Mm-hmm. So you'll find us easy. There's no excuses. You'll find us easy and you can keep track of our campaign to sexually harass a sitting president. Yeah. Uh, which I think is really going to set us apart from the other podcasts about there this are, election. There aren't any other yeah. podcasts. There are no other podcasts. <laughs> I mean, if there were, they definitely wouldn't uh, support just like grabbing, <laughs> grabbing the president's tush. <laughs> So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag grab the president's tush. Right. Honka honka, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> honka honka indeed. I tried. Yes. Daniel? Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Digital trends show up every day in business decisions and actions. West Monroe is the number one strategic partner translating technology into financial value for companies. The This Is Digital podcast applies West Monroe's two decades of secrets and best practices to your business's benefit. Favorite past topics from the last three seasons include how AI and the next generation of employees are shaping the workplace, becoming a product company, Highmark's journey, and what does it mean to put the customer first? Learn more at westmonroe.com.